What's going on, America? And welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. podcast. We found some, I don't know, hobo on the side of the road today that just decided that he needed to say something about, no, I'm kidding. Of course, we have John Cooper, lead singer of Skillet, joining us. Yes, 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 yes. John, how are you doing, buddy? How's it going, bro? It's going, man. Yeah. It's going well. It's going good for us, but but it's going really weird for you. Um, and <laughs> and so I want to talk to you firsthand. Like it's really weird. It's one thing to get a firsthand account from somebody that lives in an area that's being affected by these riots. And everything. It's another thing for a not only a friend but another famous person <laughs> to, to have to do this. So, man, just talk to us about your hometown, where you live. What's been going on, man? How, I mean, how how were things a couple of days ago? How are things now? I know me and you talked privately once the National Guard came in. Just just walk walk us and the audience through what this has been like for you and your family. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say I'll save the uh, I'll save the latest things that have happened the last few days that, that we chatted about. I'll save that because that's a whole nother conversation. There we go. That, okay. It's pretty good. Actually. Yes, yes, pretty yes. Incredible, I would say. Um, but yeah, it is weird. And and for people who don't know, first of all, Kenosha is a, a small town. We're about an hour and a half north of Chicago, and it's only a hundred thousand people. It's quiet. Kenosha, uh, you know, as I said the other day on an interview, when I moved here, I I'd never heard of the town. My wife is from here, so I married into Kenosha, mm. and I was like this sleepy little town, but it was named. Time Magazine's second best city in America to live wow. and raise a child. Wow. Number two. And I was like, Kenosha, and uh, it's a safe town. People love each other here. Um, I'm from Memphis. Yeah. And as you know, Memphis <laughs> is a, a pretty rough hardcore, play, yeah. a lot of racism. There's a lot of bad stuff that's happened in Memphis. When I came to Kenosha, I was like, oh, I'm so happy to be to a place where it's not like where yeah. you'll have all that tension, <laughs> that racial yeah. tension. Yeah. And so the, the media portraying Kenosha as this place where this it's all changed and now it's hardcore racist and all mm-hmm. this violent. It's not like that. And that's what's kind of frustrating. Uh, I live, I just put out my, my podcast today. I only do it once a week, but my podcast came out today and I took people on a jog. I jogged to the places that got burned down because wow. they're, they're literally a two minute jog from my house. That's wow. what's so weird is that this stuff is happening. You can see it from the road and you just don't know if it's coming into your neighborhood or not. Mm, and yeah. you know, the places that, uh, that you drive by to get home or you, or I jog by, you go on a bicycle ride with your kids. You're right there by these things. And I think that you saw, I was listening to one of your podcasts. I'm trying to remember if you said it or not, but to me, the best depiction of the whole thing was, the, the, the church with the Black Lives Matter sign with the, the car park right next to it, like all the flames surrounding yeah. Yeah, yeah, the church. Yeah, yeah. With the it's like that's the best portrayal of 2020 to me, yeah. uh, the confusion. So it's kind of kind of strange. So, John, yeah. John, and I know, uh, like, for, for those of you who don't know, if I may pull my, my, my cool card, I, I would consider me and you pretty good friends here. Uh, yeah. y- you know, uh, me and John met uh, as, you know, he, he liked the show. I, of course, love Skillet Music. We met, we became, you know, hetero life mates. And then, uh, you know, and then ever since then, well, we, we actually talk 
pretty regularly on, on text message. Yeah. And you, uh, you know, would send me things about you going to the range and, and, and learning gun safety and all this other kind of stuff. And I heard you talking about this on Fox News. So walk us through what that is like. You are a Christian. You are a Christian slash rock secular, uh, you know, artist, very, very famous, very huge skillet, massive band. Walk us through what it's like. What a lot of people may not realize is that, you know, now me and you, uh, we, we, we actually text fairly regularly, like multiple times during the week. And uh, you've been sending me messages and stuff about you going to the range and learning gun safety and, and becoming more proficient, which a lot of people need to learn how to do. Walk us through, especially when it was at the peak, I guess you could say, walk us through what that is like as, because nobody thinks that it's going to come to your house. Right. And that's That's what we, that's what we talk about here all the time is no, 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 no. It can very easily come to your house. Um, Walk us through what that is like, not only being a Christian, but being a dad, uh, being a relatively still new learning, you know, true proficiency of gun safety and things. What was it like? Because I heard you say on Fox News that you were I mean, you you, you had your AR with you and yeah. things like that. So so walk walk us through that. What was that like? Yeah, you know, that's what's weird. When I was a kid, I, you know, shot some guns and, you know, remember learning BB guns right. in Memphis when I was four or five years old, shot some guns as a teenager for fun. Uh, I, I mean, in safety, but I hadn't shot weapons since then. <clears throat> and I've been thinking ever since Ferguson, I started going, man, I don't know if I need to protect my family. What's the deal here? And, and you know what happened, man, is this, I don't want to get too hyper political here because half my fans are going to get PO'd at me, but <laughs> If you're going to promote defunding the police at the same time that you are going to say that violence, uh, destruction against buildings is not violence, Mm. you know what I mean? Setting stuff on fire is not actually violence, guys. If you're going to promote both of those things at the same time, I just thought I've I've got to get protection for my family. That's my duty as as the protector. Oh, 100 percent. That's my duty. So I just said, you know what, I, I've got to do this. And I, I went to training. This was a few months back. I mean, if it, for people that want to get rid of the Second Amendment, they're doing all the wrong stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. True. yeah. <laughs> Man, they are proving all they are the, proving the point more and more and more every Well, and the people who wanted day. to get rid of it are the first ones who went and tried to buy a gun when this all happened. Right. Oh, yeah. you can, I, I had people calling me like, dude. <laughs> I think I might need to get a gun. Where do I get one? I'm like, you can't. You there can't. are no more guns available. Ammo's gone. I mean, the sales of guns have gone up. Over 5 million gun purchases has ha- happened last month alone. Yeah. It's insanity. It's insane. You, you can't have anarchy uh, and at the same time as having anarchy, refusing government, uh, you know, military or troops right. or National Guard. You can't do all those things at the same time. And as you said, I know you're a Christian. I'm a Christian. Um, I don't want to hurt anybody. That's not my thing. I want to. I want. I want to see the world become a better place. But I got to protect my family. So yeah, I mm-hmm. did what I needed to do during this break, uh, starting with George Floyd. Right when yeah. George Floyd happened, I was like, "That's it. I, I am. I am just doing it." And I dove in, 
I dove in big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't do anything small. I dove in bigly and got what I needed. And I, and I thought I was laughing at my friend that that taught me safety and, and all that. I, I said to him, I said, uh, he's my trainer. I said, you know that day we said we were preparing for that we thought would never, ever happen? Oh, yeah. I guess, it, yeah. I guess it's here because they're 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 burning down three streets away. They're yep. burning the whole place down. All That's us scary. crazy military people that shoot guns all the time don't look so nuts so, now, do we? So I'm, I'm curious, like, what would go I'll tell going... you what. No, and, and you know what, Graham? I didn't put this uh, – I put it in my podcast that came out today, but I put video – at, at midnight of the people coming down my street, right outside my house, See, screaming and You're better yelling. than me, man. I'd have, I'd have done so, been taking spot up top in the top window, set up, ready to go, man. I mean, John, you're a better well, guy than me. I'm well, I, I, was, I was ready to go, but I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have this on video in case the worst happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want anything to happen, but I've got it on video. Now, luckily, that day, this was about – Eight hours after the announcement that the governor had accepted uh, the the national troops going, because remember at first he didn't, right? And things got really bad, and then the announcement came that he accepted it. So, I mean, I think the numbers of protesters went probably dropped by about sixty five percent. So you're only talking about a couple hundred people at that. Well, point, let's well, well let's talk about that aspect, and 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 Alyssa's got a question, but before we do that, let's get into a sponsor. ExpressVPN. Let's talk about censorship on social media sites and what you can do about it. The left wants to silence and remove any voices they don't agree with. Twitter and Facebook were supposed to be open platforms. I don't need their content moderators acting like the op-ed section of the New York Times. So instead of letting social media sites revoke your right to free speech, how about revoking their right to your data? Now, you could just deactivate all your social media accounts, but that would be giving the left just what they wanted in the first place. Instead, I use ExpressVPN. When you use ExpressVPN, you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address. That makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. And ExpressVPN couldn't be easier to set up. You just tap one button on your phone or computer and you're protected. ExpressVPN also encrypts 100% of your data to protect you from hackers and internet bad guys. It's finally time to say no to censorship and take back your online privacy at ExpressVPN.com com slash Graham. By visiting my special link, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN service for free. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Graham. Expressvpn.com slash Graham to protect your data today. Hey John, so I'm just curious because I've got a lot of questions about this. So what are you like during that moment? What was going through you and your wife Corey's head? And then also I've got a lot of questions because tell people how old your kids are. Like how did you relay that of what's going on to your children? Uh, my kids are 17 and 15 and um, I, they were they were okay actually. I just said, hey, go go to bed. I don't want you downstairs. I want you upstairs. If you know, we have a plan. If you, if you hear something, this is what you do. If you smell something, this is what you do. Everybody keep your phone on. We talked about that stuff. I think just tell, trying to, you're trying to walk that balance of your dad's, I don't want to be cheesy here. I'm being, just being honest with you. This wasn't the scariest thing in the world. I don't want to be over dramatic, but you never know what's going to happen. Right. Right? So I said, your dad's got it under control. That's my job. My job is to protect you. It's not your job to come out here with me. Right. And 
But at the same time, I want you to pray for Kenosha. You're supposed to be praying for the people. You're supposed to pray for your enemies. Yeah. And these people aren't even necessarily our enemies. To tell you the truth, I'm not even really mad at the protesters. I'm really mad at government. Their job is to keep us safe, yep. and that's really yeah. what I'm, I'm upset about. Yeah. But you pray for your enemies, and and you know you don't hate them, but you have to be prepared to do what you need to do. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought that back up because you know I watched that. I I got up to watch your Fox uh, hit when I found out you were going on there. In fact, I wrote you and I said, Hey man, I see it. You know, uh, we were on the same day actually. And, yeah. um, that's I watched, how you know it was a good day. That's right. Man, they had the two, they had the two big hitters. On that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but you said something really powerful during that interview. And I don't even really know if you realize that you said it, but I want to bring it to the audience here that didn't see the interview interview. You said that there you were, with your AR, praying for the people that you very well may have to hurt. And, and, and that was a really powerful thing that, you know, that I, wow, I, you know, I heard you say that. And just to run that through, run, run, just, just, and again, run us through what's that, what that was like for the audience, because a lot of people that listen to our audience, they're conservatives, much like we are and everything. And we don't live in downtown Atlanta and, and you know, Portland and all these places. And right. we think that it's not going to get here. And everybody keeps talking about the fact of, well, they don't want to go out to the suburbs because if the suburbs, it's going to be different. But it, it, it isn't that easy. I mean, it's really it's really not that easy to put a gun on and be willing to have to defend. And so walk us through what, what, what it was like emotionally for you just to even have to pray that prayer. I mean, I mean, what was that like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is really strange. I mean, I think that part of, part of what's going and, and, and the kind of compassion, the compassion of it is this. I, I thought of a good example last night when I was going to bed. You remember in the 90s, uh, maybe even the late 80s, when I was growing up, you had a, you had some people that were bombing abortion clinics. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember that. Yeah, there were, yeah. there were mm-hmm. things like that happening. There were people like my parents who were Christians saying that's not right. We, you, you, this, you, we don't do anarchy. Mm-hmm. You don't blow stuff up. You don't kill people. Yeah. Um, you know, you 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 try to get your message out. Right. But there were people that so believed in it that they were willing to do whatever it was, and it gave me a compassion for a lot of the people that are marching because they are being told mm-hmm. that they are being hunted every single day. They're being told that that American government is sanctioning violence yeah. against an ethnic group of people. It's the genocide yeah. of black yeah. people, mm-hmm. which is not true. Yeah, but, if, not. but like I said on my podcast, if, if somebody said, John, the government is sanctioning violence, the genocide of white bearded guys, and you're being hunted every single day, I might start to believe yeah. it. Yeah. And and I think that that's part of the problem here is that it's not actually true. So there's a lot of good faith people that are being co-opted into something they they don't understand. If, if anything it's right. starting to it's starting to appear as the opposite where it appears like if you're white walking down the street, you're the target now. I mean, there's so many videos starting to pop up of just white people. I mean, you saw it after the RNC, mm-hmm. just people just leaving, just just trying to get back to their hotel rooms and policemen literally 
literally having to pick up bicycles mm-hmm. forming like barricades. Yeah. A lot of them were Biden supporters too. But, like it wasn't but, all but, Trump supporters. But, but, but that's my thing. Yeah. I, you know, I would argue that it's that it's the exact opposite um, today. One interesting thing, Graham, is that the people in the videos, they're they're white people. They're white. You know, they're, yeah, they're white people. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I they, and and I, I had a conversation. It's weird, isn't it? it it's weird mm-hmm. because I have this argument all the time. And, and, and I realize that you can't define the actions of a whole group by a few. And, and, yeah. I, and I realize that. Um, however, I will say that this radical left, it's, it, it's reversed. I would say this radical left movement, and that includes white people, black people, whatever it is, this radical left movement that is happening, this woke Christianity in the church. I know we, we've had long conversations about that. I'm going to yeah. get into that with you here in a minute. But it, they are aggressive. They are violent. And the vast majority of them are very violent. Yes. And I very rarely post on my social media pages like, you know, the love letters that I get every single day. But the other day <laughs> I posted just two of them, just two. And they were both from black people um, or at least their profile pictures were. And it wasn't, hey, man, you know, I really think that your ideology is messed up and I'd love to have a conversation with you. I don't get those kind of, I don't get those kind of, those kind of things. I have a problem with Drew Brees right now. I made a very public video. It's out there right this second. And I said, Hey, Drew Brees, I really respect you. I, 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 I've looked up to you for years. I do not agree with you putting Jacob Blake's name on your helmet. Okay. Jacob Blake is not a hero. I'm not saying Jacob Blake deserved to die, which he didn't. I'm not saying anything like that. He raped a whole bunch of people. Yeah, I mean, but, but he, he is a, he is a sexual predator known yeah. by the, is this really the guy that you want to be just raped his putting on your helmet? And I say in the video, I say, I would really love to just have a conversation with you, you know, it, you know, you'll be treated with respect and, and, and the, the offer is on the table. What I get is I hope you die. If I ever see you in the street, I'm going to shoot you myself, you know, all this other kind of stuff. But I think what's scary is usually that's like probably with you, John, I don't know if you get a lot of hate or not, but that's like water off a duck's back to us because we get it all the time. It all the However, time, yeah. in the current times, it's a little more scary. They mean it. Because they, they actually 100% mean it. mean it. Yes, 100%. And so all of this is spawned around, and and, and, and I don't want to get you in too much of <laughs> too much of stuff, John. John said he walked around the AR. He's already well, in stuff. Well, no, <laughs> but, but, but I realize, I realize the, the, the industry that you're in. But all of this started over the conversation of there was, there was this kid who decided that he wasn't going to just let people just run around and destroy his neighborhood. And, 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 and we have been warning about this for months. We said, what is going to happen when the people that just want to be left alone, that Mm. do believe in the second amendment, that do know how to use those guns. Mm. I mean, whether you agree with what that kid did or not, he was a dang good shot. Okay. So, you know, I mean, we'll just call it like it is. And he killed a pedophile. And he, okay, well, yes. But what I'm saying is what we've been warning against is Is what is now happening. And I, and I want to say, and John, I'd love your reaction to this. I want to say, I wish we could go back and like find the clip of where I said this, but I said, I don't think that the black community or this extreme left community 
really knows what they're asking for. And, and because it's such a small percentage of people that are actually doing this, that if, if the government continues to not step in and if the government and leadership continues to just let this run rampant, the people eventually are going to say, fine, we're just going to go handle this ourselves. Yeah. And that's when you're really going to have some problems. So, so, so John, you now have witnessed what happened when, um, uh, I guess it's your mayor, your mayor finally allowed the national guard to come in. What happened? Just, just, just let the audience know what happened. The second that, that would, that was even said, what, what, what took place? Yeah, well, you know, you you just covered a lot of really good things there. Maybe I'll I'll try to pop in a do, lot do, of them, do it, but, do it. I, but yeah, yeah, you you have been talking about that about the power. What do you call it? Like the power vacuum. Yeah. And, and what's going to happen? And I've got some, I think, interesting stories I'd like to share with you in a second about that. Do about it, please. What people have done here, but maybe the really good news is, I don't care if people like Trump or hate Trump, whatever your position is, what is undeniable is when he said the other night, you you heard it on his thing, when he said, um, all these governors or mayors have to do is give us a call and it'll be over in a matter of hours. Yeah. Yeah. That is yeah. fact check true. Uh, yeah. th- there's no way there. It's undeniable. I'm telling you that the, the, the news came out. Hey, I heard that the governor accepted the National Guard and the federal existence uh, within a uh, six hours, that crowd had gone down from a thousand people to probably two fifty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's not been there hasn't been peep in four nights now. Right, yeah. uh, no violence, no noise, no fires. Mm-hmm. And I know there's I've seen some you know some people complaining that they've arrested the wrong people or they arrested people they thought were this or that or the other. Just on the police website this morning, I saw they've made a. 175 arrests from the protest for people that were breaking curfew or gun violations. Mm-hmm. Um, over 100 of those people do not live in Kenosha. Mm. Yeah. They either came from out of state or out of city. So it just shows you what really happens when the, the, the this idea of, because you kept hearing on Portland, you kept hearing people in Portland say, the only reason it's bad is because the government came in and things like that. And when yeah, I'm sitting here, uh, I'm kind of like, I have a hard time believing that, but I've seen it with my eyes now. Yeah. The government came into here and just crushed it. So we're, we're well, all thankful. That's what the National Guard is for. Like, mm-hmm. like the National, Literally, the that National is Guard for. is for their state <laughs> to defend their state. Like, that's their first order of business. If you notice, all these Antifa people, they always, they're cowards. They always attack people who are walking away from them. They kick somebody when they're on the ground. Yeah. They're yeah. cheap fighters like that. So when you bring in real power, they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. You know, they're dispersed. Of. Yeah. Um, um, uh, all right, so so again, well, we got a break real quick to get into a sponsor. So let's uh, let, let's do that. We the people holsters. Record numbers of people are buying guns and ammunition for the first time. If you are one of them, please be safe and please holster that new handgun in a We the People holster. Starting at just thirty nine dollars, We the People holsters are custom designed to fit your firearm perfectly and made right here in America. They have thousands of options to choose from. Plus, their proprietary clip design allows for you to easily adjust both the cant and ride of your holster and will fit comfortably and securely at all times. Now is the time to support American companies. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash gram to get yours. Every holster ships free and comes with a lifetime guarantee. 
Get an additional $10 off with the offer code G-R-A-H-A-M. That spells Graham Satisfaction Guaranteed. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a total refund. WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Graham. That's WeThePeopleHolsters.com slash Graham. Offer code Graham. All right, so John, I, I want to switch it here really quick. And 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 I, our last episode, we had a lot of conversations about Christianity, about this new woke Christian uh, this woke Christianity culture. I mean, you hear things about prosperity gospels, then you get the hellfire and brimstone gospels, but now we've got this woke gospel, as I like to call it. And you've got, and, and you see it mostly from these mega pastors. Well, Carl Lentz, the lead pastor for Hillsong in New York has made headlines again, um, in a podcast he was on hard conversations with a black man. And in it, he basically says, and I, and Alyssa's got some exact quotes she's going to read you and we'd love to get your response, but it basically boils down to that the church, the Christians, are pretty much the most responsible for systemic racism in our country. And so, and so Alyssa, take it, read some of the actual quotes. And then John, as a Christian, I, I would just like to just, just hear your response. So go ahead, Alyssa. All right, read, now read, brace read yourself, them. John. Right, brace yourself. Okay, so it actually is uncomfortable conversations with a black man. Okay, he went on, um, his biggest statement is he said that churches, this is a quote, Churches might be one of the biggest propagators of racist ideology, which obviously this sparked a lot of controversy. Controversy. Uh. I know, just brace yourself. Um, He also went on to say things like, it's hard to listen to a preacher preach if you know that that preacher believes in systems that are hurting your people. So he's saying it's safer sometimes to go to a black church because I don't know if I can trust somebody who claims to love Jesus and professes to teach me about this and yet are silent on issues that hurt my people, quote. Um, These are a couple, Mm. just a couple of the things. He also, you know, went on to say like he couldn't look at himself in the mirror. Was he part of the problem, part of the solution? He felt like he was part of the problem and he needed to be part of the solution. So this is why he's coming out. He's speaking out. But um, but but he was okay with pro-choice though. So, so, yeah. so, so he's talking about, you know, hurting his people, but okay mm-hmm. with that. All right, keep going. So John can have a chance to. Okay. To he also that. went on to say, this is where I thought they talked about white power and privilege and where we would find Jesus today. To me, this was the most icky. Um, He said, there's no question where Jesus would be. Where did you find him that we have record of? With women, wrong parties, dinner tables with the wrong people. So if you had to wonder where Jesus would be, you have to go back to your Bible because he's where hurting people are. Again, I mean, I have my own thoughts I'm going to talk about on my podcast tomorrow, but I'll agree to the last part that Jesus is where hurting people are. But he, he on his podcast made it sound like Jesus would be with the Black Lives Matter like he would take part in a movement specifically, right. which was really Trash irritating. So that was a lot for you, John, to digest all of that. There's more to it, but yeah, but 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 before John <clears throat> speaks, my, the the one thing I go to is you know the one thing that that, that brings me peace in any decision I make, any decision uh, we move forward in is God is not a god of chaos, right? Like, like like at the end of the day, like if you had to boil it all down. If there's chaos in your life, it's because you're not going the direction that God actually intends for you to go. Uh, Anyway, but John, okay, so I know that was a lot to throw at you, especially since you hadn't heard that, but but those are direct quotes from a pastor from from one of the biggest mega churches in the world, the the, the New York area. So, so, I mean, just, yeah, go for it. 
Well, you know, uh, like you say, I, I haven't actually heard it. Um, and I don't know exactly what he means. Uh, this is the problem, as, as you know, because you you guys have been talking about it on your podcast as well. A lot of these words have different definitions to so many people, so much right. semantic overload. I don't know what he means by systems. Uh, he might mean something different than I do, but here's a fatal flaw of the woke gospel, as you just said, woke church, woke gospel. The fatal flaw is this, is that Jesus came so that sinners can be set free. Yes. Jesus came to be with those who were suffering, which is not, we, we are all suffering. We are suffering from sin. The rich white man is suffering from sin. Yep. The poor black man is suffering from sin. Mm -hmm. And we all are absolutely guilty before God, whether right. you've only said one lie or whether you've killed a million pe people, you are guilty before God and you need redemption through Christ. That's the message of the gospel. Yep. So the fact that people are making it really seem like, no, no, Jesus came for only the minority culture. Yeah. Or that is not an appropriate way to visualize the context of the Bible. And we can name people. What about the rich young ruler that came to Jesus? He yeah. was rich. And he was young, and he means he's probably majority culture, and Jesus is ready to accept him, except he realizes this guy cares too much about his money, but he yeah. reached out to the rich young ruler. Nicodemus. Mm -hmm. Nicodemus was a, was a, a, a powerful, uh, uh, you know, a teacher, right? right. You know, th th those were the people of power at the time. Jesus spent time with him. Zacchaeus was a rich tax collector, a uh, hated man in his town, but... In other words, he, he was hated, but not because he was minority culture or because he was treated poorly by, you know, an ethnic group of people. He was right. hated because he was a tax collector. He cheated people. And Jesus said, hey, you come down. I want to come hang out at your house with you and the other hated people all the time. So the, the, the fact that we are now taking Bible verses and putting it into only race relations in America is is really not a great look mm -hmm. for the gospel. And I yeah. will say this, in my opinion, if you want to know, I do think a fair look at history would say, uh, and I hope I don't make everybody mad, that the church has missed huge opportunities in the past. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, during slavery. Oh, yeah. During uh, redlining, during Jim Crow. But what, what is also missed now, because we are overreacting to it, we also are missing the fact that tons of Christian abolitionists yeah, gave their lives exactly. to fight against slavery. Tons White of churches Christians. fought against that. Tons of churches marched with Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. So it's not fair to say that no one has done anything, right. even though I think it's fair to say, yeah, we could have done more. But that doesn't mean we overreact to a point right. in which we have basically said, yeah, it's it's all white people's fault. Well, I don't think that's Well, fair. and my yeah. biggest argument, John, and, and like I said, I am not a preacher, nowhere close to even being uh, even considered to be worthy of even tr attempting to go through the, <laughs> the, the massive <laughs> studies of becoming a preacher. Um, but to me, I my biggest thing that I always tell people is we're trying to finite God. And what I mean yeah. by that is Jesus came down here, not for the matters of social justice or injustice that was happening at the time. The main reason he came was for the infinity, like the, the eternal souls of people that, that, yeah. that is, that is what God deals in. He deals in the, 
the the eternal. He doesn't deal in the the, the struggles of the now or anything. I mean, uh, horrible wars have happened. People get diseases. John, I know you lost your mother to cancer. I mean, bad things happen. Yeah. God does not God, that that's not to me and this is this is purely Graham Allen speaking here. God does not deal in the matters of the finite in 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 the matters of what we consider to be these huge end of the world deals. God came to save our souls. Right. And to to use the gospel, as you just said, and to try to make it fit into the social justice issues that man is creating. God didn't create these social justice issues. Man has created those issues. I think by the very definition of trying to do that and moving it out of the 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 very basic principle of 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 God sending his son to die for us for our eternal souls. Right. I think I think you're automatically out of context, you're automatically out of focus, so it's automatically wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that that's just me. And and maybe I'm wrong. I, I you know, the good Lord I'm sure will let me know one day <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know how 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 off base I was there. But 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 to me, I just think that we are we are trying to turn the Bible into a social justice playbook. And that's not what it, that, yeah. that's not what it was designed for. I know what you're saying. And I think that you and me are, I think you're picking up on something that is, you know, sometimes you pick up on something that you, you see and maybe you, you don't always express it exactly the right way. I think that you and I would agree on this. We are remember in the new Testament when, when they said to Jesus, which one of the Ten Commandments is the most important? And he said, yeah. you love the Lord God with all your heart. And the same is just like it. The same is as important. You love others like love you love yourself. Yeah. And it is an important piece. We should be caring for the least of it. We care yeah. for the poor. That is our job as Christians. Help people who are in need. But I do think what you're picking up on, which I would agree with, is that we are trying to, what we're seeing a lot of our famous preachers do, we're trying to reach uh, God's justice, but without God. Yes. And that is never going to happen. That's called yeah. secularism. That yeah. is not mm-hmm. called Christianity. That's right. And so what's happening is, is that there's a way that you can be loved by the world. Graham, you might not know this. JK, you know it. Because, <laughs> because you can be hated by the world because you say stuff. Oh, boy, I'm telling you, there, there, there's, there, there's a lot of people that don't like Graham Allen. That is, that yeah, is I'll tell you for what. sure. <laughs> He's like, I'll tell you what. People tell me all the time that they don't. <laughs> Here's a lesson for you, Graham. You right. might not know this. There's a way that you can be loved by the world, and people won't hate you anymore, man. All you got to do is become a social justice warrior. There you go. And yeah. people will love you. And I think, I don't want to be too harshly judgmental, but I do think a lot of our pre—I call it the preacher class. I'm talking about the the famous preachers, the famous Bible teachers. I think that they are, without knowing it, they are becoming the rock stars of the generation because they are yeah. able to kind of like, kind of like preach Jesus, but also be loved by the world. Right. Yes. And that's a, that is a hard thing to do because Jesus said, if you if you preach in my name. They're not going to yeah, like the world's you. Gonna hate but, you. But, yeah. but remember, yeah. it's not you that they hate. It's actually me that they right. hate. Well, well, yeah. So to be loved by the world is is well. It, well, is well, it, it could be yeah. argued then if you know if you believe the words of the Bible are true, right? Which you would think as pastors, 
you believe that the Bible is the ultimate truth and the Bible says those things. And then yeah. you turn around and you're a pastor and everyone loves you. You're doing something wrong. You're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, by very definition, I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I'm a very straightforward, blunt person. I mean, if that's what the Bible says and you choose to take up that mantle to be a preacher, cause not every, that's not everybody's place in, 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 in the yeah. Christian <laughs> body, so to speak, you know, some people are supposed to be mouth. Some people are supposed to be the hands. Some, some people are supposed to be the feet. Right. Da, 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 da. If 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 everybody just loves you and and you're every you're every Hollywood celebrity's like go to pastor all the time and all this stuff, then th- then you're not doing it right because Lord knows you're ignoring a lot of stuff if you are these these people's pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, can uh, I say one more thing about that? Yeah, Graham? yeah. Go go for here's, it. Here's an interesting thing. I just want to be as gracious as I can. Of course, I do applaud the work of pastors and preachers who who recognize that that the church could be doing more. I do think that that's fair. I think we should be helping the poor more than we are. We should be talking. Let me say, I grew up in Memphis, Tennessee, and I church my whole life. I never once heard a sermon about how racism is evil. Never once heard that. And that's something that should be preached. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But but I would just I would just say to everybody listening, all you got to do is watch the the backward progression of what happens when preachers begin to accept social justice. Yep. The next thing you know, they are softening on abortion. Correct. The next thing you know, they they're going to soften on every single issue because even if the world loves you for a moment because you jumped on critical race theory or you jumped on uh, 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 you know Marxist whatever. Uh, redistribution. There's a good one. Even if you yeah. jump on redistribution of wealth and the world loves you, if you stand against third trimester abortions, they're mm-hmm. going to hate you eventually. Correct. If you want to keep being liked, you have to keep softening. And I, I would just say yeah. to people, keep your eye on the softening of these preachers who are coming out on these things. And I think in time we will see We'll see, you know, the, the fruit will show itself. I think that yeah. our, that our children's children will look back on us as savages. And, and I've, I know I've said those exact words over and over and over again, over abortion. I think our future generations will look back at us much like we look back at, you know, slavery generations. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, what in the world were those people thinking? Well, yeah. Um, I, I do. As far as abortion goes, I just find it really strange that, a, a, a day, two days before George Floyd, you know, everything was fine. We were getting out of coronavirus. We we're all excited to go back out and hang out with each other. America wasn't racist. George Floyd happens. And now we're back into this culture of like, you know, oppression, reparations, you know, how long until this fizzles out and we're back to normal loving each other. Like these problems didn't exist before George Floyd. And then it was like, oh yeah, we've been in racist America this whole time. You know, yeah, I agree. Um, all right, so uh, real quick, we got one more sponsor to get to, and then we got to wrap this thing up. All right, so, scoremaster.com, created by credit data scientists, the average scoremaster users raise their credit score 61 points in 20 days or less, not a couple points, 61. 
One listener raised their credit score 102 points in just 11 days. Another raised his credit score 53 points in 17 days. Scoremaster is the new science that super boosts your credit score faster and easier than anything you've tried. Scoremaster puts you in control of your credit score. This is how you add points to your credit score fast. Having your best credit score helps in every area of life. Getting a home loan, buying a car, refinancing, even getting a job. You should have the power, not the banks. And Scoremaster puts you in control. Enroll in minutes and see how many plus points you can add to your credit score. You'll be shocked by how fast you can do it. Visit scoremaster.com slash Graham. That's scoremaster.com slash Graham. Yeah, so I got a, a nice little story here uh, with all crazy stuff that's going on. So when a woman with alopecia, that's how you pronounce yeah, alopecia. it. Alopecia. Uh, she has her boyfriend shave her head because she's losing her hair and everything. And there's a nice TikTok video. And while he's shaving her head, he just goes and starts cutting his hair off. And Aww. she starts crying. It's really sweet. Oh, you yeah, find yeah, it on yeah, TikTok. yeah. I saw that. Aww. That was good. Yeah, it was very sweet. I, look at Jake always coming in with the feel-good stuff. So, so, so speaking of feel-good stuff, John, you guys you guys played a show already hey, hey. Co- correct yeah. you guys got to play just one so far <laughs> got to show it um what uh, what's what's the word with i know things are starting to open back up in some areas uh is it looking like you guys are going to be able to do some outdoor concerts i mean what what's going on with with the band and skillet and everything right now sure we did do one show down in Arkansas, so that's somewhere that hey, you probably yeah. know a bit about. Yeah. Come on, baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, we do have a couple shows, uh, one or two shows coming, and a couple of those drive-in theater shows. I don't know if you guys yeah. seen this online. But hey, you know, man. Uh-huh. It's like drive-in theaters. And Let me know where that is, and I will that's drive. Awesome. I will drive out there, and we'll come see that. I know. It's, I mean, kind of fun. So that fun. Yeah. that's kind of cool. I think right now we're all hoping that we still have – Fans left after uh, I oh my God. Show and, uh, and talked about my rifle. I think you're going to have more, John. John, <laughs> I uh, seriously, man, look, look, look. And, and I don't mean to cut you off. I mean it when I say this. Me and you had these conversations in private long before you ever came on the show at first. People, Christians especially, are waiting on the Christian figures of our day to actually stand up and say something they're Mm -hmm. waiting on it and they are waiting on it and the christians that have a problem with it they are the lukewarm christians that aren't any good anyway and i think that you will see that you will have more people more dedicated followers Mm -hmm. and fans and honestly more impact for the kingdom when it's all said and done man because you know i i i I commend you for doing it because there's a lot of people that that don't and i didn't mean to cut you off continue on about skillet and what's coming on another note john they're going to be coming anyway because i mean i would go to someone i didn't even like at the moment i'm desperate for any concert (laughs) well that's true that's true please lord anything just start having concerts and they'll be the biggest concerts That's ever right. uh anyway but but seriously so 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 what's the outlook look like what are you guys talking about with your management and your tour sure. i mean does yeah. it does it look like it's going to start happening again soon well you know i gotta tell you man um besides the drive-in concerts i'm getting awfully nervous about next year i i honestly oh, think no. that we're november is gonna have a lot to do with this i don't want to be uh doom and gloom but um I just think it depends. I think it depends on who gets an office, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, and we are going to do some driving gigs. And um, 
you know, we're, we're releasing a couple of new songs here in about two weeks. I was going to say, you ought to have some good material here to come up with some (laughs) stuff here soon. Yeah, it's coming out soon. We have a, a deluxe version of, of the album. So it's called the victorious, the aftermath which is a pretty uh, appropriate name for 2020, isn't it? You know, Hmm. what's, what's left after this. Yeah. And so we got a couple of new songs, a couple of shows. So, uh, Check out the new music on uh, go to skillet.com. I'm ready. Or Instagram is skillet music. I'm kind of upset and, that uh, I haven't heard it stuff. yet, to be honest with you. Like, I don't understand like why why, why I well, wasn't. Well, by God. Why I wasn't my included God. on the, hey, check this out, you know, like text message thread. You uh, know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to text you a song right when we're Yes. Yes. And, yes and, do and it. You're yeah. going to go get your workout on. I'm ready. Man. I'm yeah. ready. Uh, get jacked up. Uh, I know Alyssa doesn't want no skinny guys. She's not messing that's right. around. No, she's not I'm messing not around for sure. You know my type, John. It took John. her years to come around. <laughs> it did, it did. All right, John, man, we love you to death, dude. We're going to see you November 7th at the Yay, charity event. We're wait. super excited. So Ladies excited. and gentlemen, go to DearAmericaFoundation.org right now and purchase a ticket to come to our charity event November 7th. John's going to be there. Yeah. We've got A.J. Buckley, who plays Sonny in the hit TV show Seal Team, is going to be coming yeah. out as well. Well, um, it's going to be a fun time. John, where can they find out what's going on with you and with Skillet? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, a skillet is uh, skillet.com. Um, if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram, John L. Cooper, my middle initial L. And uh, check out my podcast. Cooper stuff yes. podcast. It's one of the it's one of the it's one of the few I listen to. That's it's John's really podcast. Yeah. Well, very nice. Thank you so much. It's sure great to see you guys. And and I got to say, I love the book. I know you know that, but I haven't been on your program since. I love reading it. Thank you, Fun stories. I like the pictures, you know, seeing, seeing young guitar player Graham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, man, hey, one day, watch this, ladies and gentlemen, watch this pitch right here. Watch it, here we go. Okay, I still have a lot of music and riffs from the old days. They're good, too. That I would, that that I'd, man, just to hear it on an actual album, I would freaking just give it to you and just just let you have it, man, because I would, it would make my life just to, just to hear it actually on a real record one day. So, I mean, you know, so one one day soon when we link up, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna send you some stuff some for for, for your next album for your next I album. Love it. There we go. Well, I, I, I like it. I'll I'll check it He's out. He's sitting there going, oh yeah, gosh, okay, oh gosh, sure. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh gosh, oh gosh. I'm just trying to. I was oh just. Gosh. I was. I'm sure I was it's great. Restraining myself from telling a joke about you, me using it, and then you suing me. And, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, no, it's on video right now. I just said you could have it. I, I, I dude, I would love well, just to. It's on air. Yeah, it's on air, well, especially <laughs> one, especially is, one. I'd love to just hear it. This is also right. on air, John. On my bucket list, I have said that I will be with a great uh, band playing the egg. Or the oh, tambourine. Yeah. <laughs> I was kicked out of the church oh, band yes. one Sunday for yeah, playing Alyssa, the egg. Alyssa with her egg shake. This is how you shake an egg properly, people. You know Up what? and down like this. You know what, yep. John? Uh, one day all right, all right, happen. all right. We got to cut it off, guys. Jake, where can they find you? Instagram at producer underscore Jake. And Alyssa? Alyssa Allen on Instagram and Facebook. And Hey America comes on tomorrow. And we are diving more into this whole car lint situation. And of course, I'm Graham Allen. You're watching or you're listening to <laughs> you're the watching. Dear America podcast. Thanks so much. And we'll see you all again next time. Bye.